Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. And now, continuing a decade of finding the future of hockey. This is Drew Doughty of the Guelph Storm. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. It's Nathan McKinnon, Taylor Hall. Hi, this is Jacob Truba. Tyler Sagan. Sounds curious. Hey, this is Sonny Milano. Steven Stamkos. This is Victor Hedman. This is Sam Steele. John Tavera. Terry Nexlad. Hi, this is Jordan Ebley. They're Jenna Pats. TSN proudly presents the number one prospects program on the planet. Hey, you guys do a phenomenal job. Thanks again for everything you guys do for our league. The Dutchmen are going to do it! Union in Philadelphia! Our champions! This is season 10 of The Pipeline Show. For the first time since 1966, the Edmonton Oil Kings are Memorial Cup champions! Oh, yes! Oh, my goodness. We're not going home yet, baby! Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another weekend edition of The Pipeline Show. My name is Gee Flaming. I'm your host. With me, as always, is Taylor Menick, who, uh... Has put together another wonderful show. Actually, had very little to do with it. Actually, how's things going today, Taylor? Ah, doing great. The AJHL <laughs> season kicked off last yeah. night, so into the full th- swing of things for hockey. That's for sure. I watched uh, brief snippets of uh, the Crusaders, the London Bobcats uh, game, or Lloyd Minster Bobcats, um, uh, via fast hockey yesterday. Mm-hmm. Also saw a little bit of a USHL game earlier in nice. the day as well nice. from the Atlantic Challenge, courtesy Fast Hockey. But uh, that's exciting that uh, regular season underway in the the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And, of course, we have Inside the AJHL every uh, Tuesday night here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, that Taylor Medica, he does put that all together. Yes, I do that. That's your baby. All right. Uh, we've got lots to talk about today. Uh, some uh, big news that came out yesterday. Uh, I know Nate Sager had the story. I think it broke uh, out of Quebec uh, earlier in the day. Uh, but our friend Nate Sager had a story at Yahoo Sports about it as well. Uh, and it leads to our poll question at thepipelineshow.com as well as our question of the day. And we want to hear from you on this one for sure because it's a big one. Uh, basically, the question of the day is what would you think of uh, potentially – what do you think of the idea of changing the Memorial Cup tournament to a 16-team bracket or a 32-team bracket or some sort of bracket, uh, which is very much like uh, what the NCAA does for for basketball, obviously with March Madness, or for hockey as well with the 16-team uh, national tournament. What I think what the thought is that the, the Memorial Cup uh, format as it is right now, uh, I don't know if stale is the right word, but we've seen uh, in recent years with a host team uh, hasn't been competitive. It's kind of been a, a a bit of a downer in the sense that you've got three league champions and a and a team that's there only because they're the host team. And um, I, I guess the idea behind this would be to uh, make it a little bit more exciting. I know um, the that Sportsnet obviously has the rights for for CHL games for like the next uh, twelve years, uh, and it's a TV driven idea to change the format. Uh, so. We want to know what your thoughts are, and um, do you like the Memorial Cup the way it is? I don't think it's perfect the way it is. I I don't necessarily like having a designated host team, but I don't know how you get around that. If you want to keep the, the same format where you have four teams, maybe you do it like the Super Bowl and the Grey Cup where you pick a host city, but not necessarily that team gets to play there. They still have to, to earn their way there. Um, you know that every year where the host team is going to be, uh, they, they load up, let's be honest. They load up because they're going to be the hosts. Um, I think that would still happen, but they wouldn't necessarily be guaranteed to play. And the the downside of that would be ticket sales. Would that impact ticket sales if the host team didn't make it? Um, so that's something to, to, be, uh, to consider as well. But I, I'm not sure how I feel about a 16-team format for... Uh, the CHL. I like the, uh, the the biggest issue there I I can foresee is do you have regionals? And do you have teams from the WHL playing a one-off game in a regional that's hosted in Quebec or in the Maritimes? Um, I'm sure all of these things will be hammered out and, and uh, debated, 
before any kind of format change takes place. But those that's immediately one that jumps to mind. Taylor, what's your immediate thought on uh, on the idea? It'd be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, how they do it, re- you know, remains to be seen. But you know, that kind of with with maybe a new format that kind of makes the rankings a little more relevant because you know right now they're just rankings. Really, they have no you know precedent on what happens where you're seated. Uh, you know, in the playoffs compared to in the NCAA. So that would be interesting. Uh, maybe, I wonder if maybe you do it like the CIS where you get six teams. You still have a host, but you get some rotating bursts. So maybe, you know, one year there might be four powerhouses in the Western Hockey League, but only two make it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a rotating berth where you bring, you know, two extra teams from the WHL to the national championship with along with the host and the, yeah. the three other league winners... Uh, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. A 16-team uh, bracket style. Um, where does the travel go? I mean, like you said, what happens if uh, Portland's pegged up against the Sea Dogs out in St. John? You know, that's uh, yeah, that's quite the travel for a one-off game. Yeah, or a team from Peterborough goes to mm-hmm. Vancouver. Yeah, and or, you and know, it, it's yeah, and it happens in in college. But that's right. Those institutions can afford the travel. You wonder if some teams in the CHL might not. I mean, sure, push comes to shove, they'll get there. But you know, could that be a financial burden on some teams if they have to travel cross country to play one game? And I wonder. I mean, the NCAA has issues with having their regionals in non-college uh, hockey mm-hmm. markets. And would, jeez, oh, I don't know. I mean, this is <laughs> putting the cart way before the horse. But could you see? I mean, uh, we just had a text that is or a, a hit on Twitter that's come in that says uh, play all the, all the games in Winnipeg, no uh, no CHL team, and it's in basically in the middle of the country. Uh, would there be a CHL market there though without a team? And mm-hmm. if you do it, if you hold regionals, and the, the discussion hasn't even come yet about having potential regionals, but. Do you play them in uh, in non CHL markets? Does that take away from the CHL? The CHL, the Memorial Cup being played in CHL cities, still has that grassroots feel to yep. it, even though sometimes they get played in major cities. Um, like this coming year, it's in Quebec City. I mean, that's a big time city. Uh, it's it's not you know small market, but we've seen it in Brandon and Shawinigan in recent years. Would you lose that? Um, I would not like that. Uh, Daniel is trying, has just uh, tweeted at me as well. I like the idea, but would prefer eight teams, less games, more competitive. Either way, the round robin format needs to go. Uh, which I, I don't nest. I'm not against changing the format. Yeah. I just if you expand it to eight or sixteen or thirty-two teams, then it becomes a question of who qualifies and how do you qualify exactly, and how do you yeah. compare teams from the WHL to the OHL and to the OHL to the Q. You've there's. 17, 18 teams in the queue. There's 22 teams in uh, the WHL. Um, if you, uh, you know, if, if if you have eight teams from each, or, or I guess uh, what would it be six teams from each uh, league uh, that make it, that's a higher percentage that come from the queue than from the WHL. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when like those that. when those teams don't play each other in the regular season. Again, you go back to college, right? You get hockey East teams playing. You do have crossover, uh, you know, whatever conference. So maybe if if that's the 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 format, maybe then you'd start having some interleague play, which would be again, you know, like you said, uh, cart before the horse. And again, that's a lot of money we're talking too. Yeah, that would be for a, teams to an uh, to play venture. each other during the season. I think so. So lots to talk about uh, in regards to uh, that idea, and we definitely want to hear from you into the Marks and Home inbox. Uh, we will have Dean Millard on uh, in segment six today as well uh, and uh, get his thoughts on it. He and I had a, a brief uh, discussion yesterday about it. Uh, he sees things uh, differently than I do, not necessarily that we are both pro or against the idea, but he has some uh, different viewpoints on it as well. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that today, but we definitely want to get your thoughts. So uh, hit me up on Twitter, at TPS underscore Guy. You can also send us a text at 10 12 60. Uh, keeping in mind that uh, all standard message rates apply for text inquiries. Uh, but we want to definitely uh, hear from you on this. Do you like the Memorial Cup the way it is? Would you like to see it, the format change to a 16-team um, March Madness, I guess, would it be May Madness uh, kind of format? 
uh, for uh, deciding who wins the Memorial Cup. Uh, let us know in the Marks and Home inbox. Imagine yourself in a Marks and Home. Experience the difference. Nine communities in Edmonton. To find them and their beautiful show homes, visit their website. That's marksandhomes.com. Uh, lots that we're uh, going to talk about today, and uh, some of our guests will be able to ask our poll question too as well. Here's what's coming down the pipe today. The Sherbrooke Phoenix were an expansion club two years ago and have finished near the bottom of the queue standings ever since. Is this the year the team takes that step forward? He was known as the most annoying prospect in junior hockey, but his WHL days are now behind him. Today we'll look ahead with the 2014 Pipey Award winner for top agitator as he begins his pro career. And Moose Jaw is looking to get back into the WHL playoffs, but does the team have the Warriors to get it done? The Pipeline Show is brought to you by our title sponsor. That's Performance Paving Services, Asphalt, Landscaping, and Concrete for residential, commercial, and industrial properties. They do it all, including title sponsorship of the Pipeline Show. Now that's Performance. You can check them out online at performancepaving.com or just give them a call at 780-490-PAVE. That's 490-7283. You can also email them sales at performancepaving.com and you can get your quote that way. Uh, all right, uh, I already told you what the poll question is. We want to know your thoughts on uh, changing the Memorial Cup format to a 16-team or a 32-team uh, playoff bracket. Uh, so you can vote on that at thepipelineshow.com. That's also the place to go if you missed any previous shows. You can find them there in the media archive, uh, conveniently broken down into segments for you. Uh, and while you're there, vote on the poll. And uh, updating the poll right now... Um, and I did just put up the poll here uh, about uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, so far, nobody likes the idea of changing the Memorial Cup format. Uh, have a bunch of votes for no and a couple of votes for undecided as well. So it's a yes, no, or undecided question. Um, nobody is on board with it as of yet. I imagine that will change. I, I think the issue is that it's a massive change. And change sometimes is scary. And a lot of people don't like change. And that was my initial reaction was, what? Well, I don't want to do that. But you get to thinking about it, and you can debate. We have this debate every year when we're talking about the NCAA tournament. Should it be a one-game thing? Because you get so many upsets, and you know a team that you think should move on or would move on if it was a best-of-seven series mm-hmm. gets knocked off early. But at the same time, that's kind of exciting. Upsets can be exciting. So maybe it would be an exciting change. I don't know. It's just the nature of sports sometimes where, you know, especially in hockey when we're used to a a, a long, drawn-out seven-game series. But, you know, in the Memorial Cup, you know, basically if it depends on what year, you know, some game, sometimes one game is is really going to make or break uh, your team in that tournament. Yeah. You know, sometimes that isn't the case. But short-term competition, you know, you got to win. You can't really afford to, to lose and and you, you don't want to rely on anyone else uh, to help you out kind of thing. You know, you you want to take care of your own business Yeah. Uh, when, you know, when, when you're in a situation like that. But, yeah, you know, a one-off game would be would be awesome. I mean, how, how awesome was that semifinal game between the Oil Kings and uh, Valdor uh, last year? You know, that, that would be – imagine that was a first-round game or something like that, how exciting that would be. And for the yeah. Oil Kings, obviously, to get through <laughs> for their sake. All right, well, lots to talk about with that uh, subject. So we definitely want to hear from you into the Marks and Home inbox. So uh, uh, hit us up with a, a text or with a tweet, uh, keeping in mind that all standard message rates apply for those texts uh, when they come in. Um, Jordan has uh, sent us a text. I have trouble trusting the CHL to properly rank teams like Prince George, Seattle, or Moose Jaw that they rarely see against the Eastern teams. It's a, it's, it's a valid statement I'm not sure how they put the top 10 list together to, to be honest with you do you happen to know that Taylor I wonder uh, and this is just a shot in the dark but I think it's just um, you know kind of a collective survey um, uh, amongst GMs scouts uh, I don't know if there's any media involved uh, I'm not sure either but uh, we'll have to ask I, I, I would say CHL. it's probably a group of uh, you know different different people that that put it together but yeah I mean how do you rank teams from other leagues that don't play each other. Yeah. yeah. And, and where do you get those 
you know, if you could rank teams in the Western Hockey League against each other, but you'll never be able to say, well, if this, you know, this team from the WHL beat these guys who in turn played Team X from the OHL, well, maybe these guys should be a little bit higher than Team OHL. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, pick a host city, then bring in the two teams that played in the championship series for each league and let them play for the Memorial Cup. That from Clint with a text as well. So that, if I'm reading it correctly, would be a sixteen a six-team tournament, not 16-6, because you'd have the two finalists from each league. Is that how you read that too? Yeah. Bring in the two teams that played in the championship series for each league. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm not sure how that sets up as a bracket, but... Because you need to, you'd need eight. If you wanted you? more teams, but didn't want to go to the bracket style, again, kind of like the CIS, uh, right? University Championship. Okay, well, we uh, will pose uh, uh, this question to uh, our first guest today, uh, as we will uh, be joined in about five minutes' time by Patrick Charbonneau. Who's he? He's the general manager of the Sherbrooke Phoenix, an expansion club in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League a couple of years ago. Uh, they have gone four and two in the preseason in the queue. Uh, with their last game being uh, last night, as a matter of fact. So the Q season gets going here next weekend, I believe. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Patrick Charbonneau about the way his club is shaping up, get his thoughts on this potential change to the Memorial Cup as well. That's next. You're listening to The Pipeline Show. This is TSN 1260. Tente de battre l'angle, l'oiseau de nœud passe avec le patin pour Adam Ernie. En entrée de territoire, il a de la vitesse. Ernie coupe au but de tirer le but! Hey, this is Adam Ernie from the Quebec Ramparts, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Your chance to qualify for the million-dollar live drive is coming up in 30 minutes. Only on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Previously on The Dave Jamison Show. On Friday, Don Landry of CFL.ca talked about how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers could view their season already as a success. This was going to be one of those baby step seasons. For them to do more than that, it's already a success. You've got yourself a franchise quarterback. You've decently replaced your outstanding middle linebacker. On Monday, we'll recap the week. The Dave Jamison Show, weekdays noon till 2, brought to you by Aaron Acceptance, only on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Hi, I'm Mitchell Lewicki, General Manager of Park Mazda, home of Park Mazda and Park Trucks. Park Trucks sold over 500 trucks and SUVs in our first year. Located at Park Mazda, Park Trucks has the highest reconditioning costs in the city and also the lowest amount of warranty claims, all part of making sure we provide a better vehicle for you, our loyal customers. We have 12 lenders fighting to get your business, and we don't need to use the banks. Just more ways to show you just how different we really are. Park Mazda, your dealer for life. Just off the Henday on Y Road, Sherwood Park. Parkmazda.ca. Zoom, zoom. Up next is Dave. Now this guy exploded into the professional golf scene out of nowhere. That's right. He says he attributes all of his success to the Millwoods Golf Course. Oh, and a beautiful shot. Too bad this is all in his head. All in his head. All in his head. Dave. 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 Are you going to take your shot or what? Play like a pro at Millwoods Golf Course. Enjoy the most attractive public course with 18 holes, practice facilities, and a driving range. To book a tee time, visit millwoodsgolfcourse.com. For those about to rock, the Rock Wood Fire Pizza and Spirits. The next time you need a slice, let the Rock Wood Fire Pizza rock your taste buds with a -a one-of-a-kind pie fresh out of the oven. Traditional style pizza cooked with a rock and roll twist. Gluten-free options and classic favorites cooked to perfection, lunchtime to late night. Fresh ingredients, serious attitude. The Rock Wood Fire Pizza and Spirits. Hell yeah, that's good pizza. Online at therockwfp.com. Summer's wrapping up and you may have spent the last few months struggling with the heat. Well, it's time to do something about it. I'm Guy Flaming from the Pipeline Show and as a big guy, I know that summer can be hard without that beach body. But after joining the U-Weight Loss program, I lost 50 pounds and it was the best summer I've had in years. Check out U-Weight Loss. Do it for your kids. Do it for your spouse. Do it for you. Visit the locations in St. Albert and Grand Prairie or on Gateway Boulevard. Mention the Pipeline Show or TSN 1260 and get the first eight weeks free. Now, what do you have to lose? 
The next wave of superstars ready to burst on the scene. ThePipelineShow.com. The latest junior and college hockey stories. ThePipelineShow.com. See the upcoming guests. And if you missed a show, no problem. The Pipeline Show has a crazy deep online audio archive. ThePipelineShow.com. Vote on the poll. Follow us on Twitter. And check out our blog. When you want the biggest and best from junior, college, or minor pro, there's only one place to go. ThePipelineShow.com. This is Atco Country. You know the yellow stripe. Atco Structures and Logistics, known around the globe for relocatable modular buildings, ideal for construction sites, workforce housing, real estate developers, sales offices, and schools. Anything can be built modular. Located in Spruce Grove, buy or rent direct from the manufacturer or custom designed to meet your needs, including delivery, installation, plus parts and service. Call now, 1-800-575-ATCO. Atco Structures and Logistics, always there, anywhere. Visit atcosl.com. The following is someone describing the taste of Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. Mmm, very smooth. And now that same person describing it literally in the dark. I've entered darkness. The dusky resplendence promulgates its nascent glory upon my yearning palate. The dark roast is spirited in taste, yet composed. All hail to darkness! Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. A brand new blend of 100% Arabica beans brewed for a rich, full flavor and smooth finish. Get into the dark at participating restaurants. Hey, Calgary, wearing a cowboy hat doesn't make you a cowboy. Just like putting on cleats doesn't make you a football player. Eskimos, Stampeders, today. Support your Eskimos. Tickets at the gate or at Ticketmaster starting at 32.50. The Hunt Mania Gun and Sportsman Show kicks off hunting season starting Friday at 2 p.m., then Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. at Millennium Place Sherwood Park. Buy, sell, trade, plus seminars, silent auctions, guns, 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 and more. Visit HuntManiaShows.com. What's your name? My name is Bruce Wayne. Before Batman. Before Penguin, Catwoman, and Riddler, there was Gotham. Witness the origins of the infamous city, where crime and corruption give birth to the most notorious supervillains. I will find the man who did this. <laughs> Gotham, Mondays, starting September 22nd on CTV. This is The Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming. Welcome back to the show. Time to head out to the queue and uh, bring in our first guest who uh, is making his debut here on the Pipeline Show, but uh, really interested to see how his club fares this year. Uh, they made a big pickup in the offseason, uh, and uh, adding this weapon to their arsenal, maybe it gets them into the playoffs once again. So that's Chapman's second of the season. Tight on a two-on-one now, just on side. LaFontaine to the hole. Back to LaFontaine. He scores! Raphael LaFontaine, a pretty give-and-go passing play with uh, Patrick Drahal. And just like that, the Titans have a 2-0 lead. Raphael LaFontaine played last year for the Acadie Bathurst uh, Titan, uh, but now is a member of the Sherbrooke Phoenix. And we have their general manager, Patrick Charbonneau, on the line now. How are you today, sir? Pretty good yourself. I'm doing fantastic. And maybe let's start there with uh, LaFontaine and just how big of a, a pickup that was for your club this year. Was uh, he a pretty important piece for you to get? Yeah, he will be. We pick up uh, three overage from other team this year. At Rafael was a guy we're looking for. Uh, he'll bring us more depth in offense, what we really needed. When you're looking at improving last year's team that finished dead last, was the depth of scoring the, the, uh, the biggest thing you had to address? Because uh, Daniel yeah, Adek can't do it all. Yeah, we did. We had uh, we had about five defensemen from last year, all young, good prospects who were coming back this year. If we try to, we went out and try to get a, a little bit more offense. We have way more depth this year, I think, compared to last year where we had maybe a one line team. This year, we got to be a fourth line team. So I guess pretty good for ourselves. Uh, outside of uh, other than Rafael Lafontaine, who else have you brought in? We brought in uh, Liam O'Brien, was an overage in Wanarada, just fifth season in the league. Mm -hmm. He's a forward, forward type uh, players. We pick up uh, two guys who played prep school last year, uh, one in the States, one in Quebec, uh, who are 19 years old, who will jump in. And even if they're a rookie, because if they're 19, they can pick pick up a much bigger role. Like I think Mm -hmm. altogether, I think we have... uh, four or five new forward, but they're not all young. That's what's nice about it is some of them are 19 and 20. If I could get to help us having more depth. Uh, Patrick Charbonneau, the uh, general manager of the uh, Sherbrooke Phoenix. 
joining us here on the Pipeline Show today. Uh, you mentioned on the back end you have a lot of returning players, and uh, one of them uh, is a guy that we'll all get to know very well here uh, this year in Jeremy Roy. Uh, tell us more about him. I know he was a high pick in the draft. Yeah, Jeremy, it's, uh, it's ranking right now to be uh, probably a first-round pick in the NHL. He's, uh, he's a hell of an offensive defenseman. He's a tremendous vision, and he skates really, really good with the puck. Uh, he played a key role, I think, with Team Canada, the U18, to win the Ivan and Schlinka tournament. And Aaron, our team, is really a key player. I think last year at 16 years old, he had something like almost 50 points as a 16-year-old defenseman. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we, expect big, we expect big things from him this year. Uh, is that uh, the type of team that you have where you get a lot of your offense coming from the back end because of guys like uh, like Jeremy? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have uh, two other kids, Carl Neal, uh, uh, Julian Ball, who are both offensive defensemen too. Uh, we have uh, Tomah Gregoire, who was our first-round pick this year, who's also offensive defenseman. So we have a lot of our offense coming from our back end. It's like it compensates a little bit to have a little bit less skills in front. But we uh, we're allowed to play really a high tempo game because our defensemen move the puck really well. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, how about in net uh, for you? Is it the same uh, goaltenders that you had from uh, last year that uh, will take no, you into no. this season? We made a big trade this summer to go get Alex Bureau. Alex mm-hmm. is the son of Mark Bureau. He used to play in the NHL for a couple of years. Uh, Alex is uh, 18 years old, who already played 75 games in the league as a 16 and 17 years old. And uh, this year at the draft, we draft fourth overall, uh, Evans Fitzpatrick. Who's a tremendous 16-year-old goalie? Who's a really big prospect from our league and a goalie standpoint. Like we're hoping to start him slowly this year and for him to become a great goalie in this league. Is that key for you in in terms of developing a goaltender like Evan Fitzpatrick? Where I know there are a lot of people who think he could. It's potentially he could be a starter in the league this year. But is it important to start him out slowly, like you just said, and kind of bring him along uh, so he gets yeah. used to the league? Yeah, for sure. We uh, goalie, there is less goalie getting burned by starting slowly than there is by starting too fast. Eh? Right. Like we're, uh, we want to be cautious with what we do with him. If he plays good and he deserves to play, we'll give him more game. But at this point, the fact that we have a a, a number one goalie in the team going to help us uh, going to help us start him slowly, and uh, we'll see after Christmas where he's at, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, Patrick Charbonneau is the general manager of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League uh, club, the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Uh, of course, your marquee player is Daniel Odette, who uh, led your team in scoring by a mile last year with 76 points in 68 games. Uh, uh, the next closest was Jeremy Roy with 44 points. Um, so he was obviously the the key guy in your club when it comes to offense. Um, how, it, what, what I found interesting was that obviously every other team in the league is going to be keying on him to try to shut your attack down, and yet he still had 76 points. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Daniel had a tremendous season last year. Uh, he show, you know, like he he grow a lot between his 16 and his 17 years old season. He's a uh, really more steady player now. He show up every day, and the big assets of of Dan is uh, on the power plays really really hard to stop. He got so much a good vision. Like even if last year the team were aiming to shut him down. Uh, he got a lot of his point on the power play. Probably want to help us out a lot. Uh, do you think the draft affects him at all, the NHL draft? I know some guys come back to to Major Junior and maybe their head isn't necessarily in Major Junior anymore. Is is he that type of guy at all, or do you have any concerns in that department with him? I'm not having a big concern. Actually, I think it'll be helping us out because I think Dan personally thought he was higher in a fifth-round pick. Mm. Like the fact that he'd be drafted in the fifth round, I think he'll probably gonna try to show everybody that he was in his mind, he should have been higher than that. Like, I think it's just going to be an extra motivation for him and it's going to help us out. Uh, so it's a motivator. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, news yesterday out of the queue and with uh, Sportsnet as well that the, the league is considering changing the format of the MasterCard Memorial Cup. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about it uh, by now. Uh, what's your initial impression of moving away from a four-team uh, tournament to a 16-team a uh, bracket format like that? Uh, what are your thoughts? I read that this morning. It's the first time I heard about it. Like I'm a little bit, uh, I was a little bit surprised to hear about that. I think uh, uh, I, I didn't have time to make my head into it. Right. It really happened. I like the way it is right now. I like Memorial Cup. We've been there for so many years. I think it's a hell of a tournament. Uh, could he be more team in? Could he be a different format? I guess everything could be think of. We're in 2014 now. Like where uh, uh, everybody is always open for change. But I still like the way it is. He's been, been going on for so many years. I personally think it's one of the toughest tournaments in the world to win. 
the fact that you have to win your fourth four round of your own league before you even get there. Uh, I'm, I think I like the way it is right now. But if the change is good for the league, is good for showcasing your talents, I guess uh, I'll be willing to listen. There's also the, 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 the aspect that it would open the door for more teams to compete for the Memorial Cup every year. Would that yeah, be a, a good thing? Exactly. I think it's uh, the goal of your league is to showcase your talents. Eh? I, I think it's the goal number one. It's to it's to showcase your talents. And uh, if we can't uh, if we can't improve on how many players we showcase, I think it could be something we could study on and uh, think about it. But I probably won't be the one deciding. Like I'm pretty <laughs> open to whatever is going on. <laughs> uh, Patrick Charbonneau from the Sherbrooke Phoenix uh, joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, the the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League returning to Sherbrooke a couple of years ago and what that was like uh, initially, and and has it changed at all over the last couple of seasons? I know. Excitement, obviously, I'm sure, when the team uh, uh, first uh, came to town. Uh, but I know uh, we're here in Edmonton, and, and when the Edmonton Oil Kings returned, initially there was a lot of interest, and then it kind of waned as the team struggled uh, for the first couple of years. And now we know where the excitement is as Memorial Cup champions. But is this an important season for the, the Phoenix that uh, they, they need to start winning? For sure, for sure. This year, they, I think we took the the proper step this summer as an organization to get the player needed to at least be at least to be uh, competitive. Uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for us, our goal this year is to play 500 and more, and uh, I think it's really important for a franchise to do it. Uh, we uh, the first year, like you said, was a a big welcome back party. Everybody was excited. We we're losing, and nobody really cared. We we're just happy to sure book got back, had their hockey back. But uh, last year, the fans kind of went down a little bit because we struggled so much after Christmas and everything. Like I think for a fan base and and to help the franchise grow, I think this year it's really important that we compete every game and and uh, we have a like a home stand where we win a few games, you know. And that, I think that's something that's really important. Well, the preseason looked uh, like on pa- at least on paper that it was pretty successful for you. Six games, four wins. Uh, does that bode well for your team early in the season? Uh, do you think your team is really coming together nicely? Yeah, we do. We do. We uh, we had good training camp. I think we have a good mix of player here. I think our division will be a battle from day one to the end of the season. Uh, there's about, uh, I will say, four to five teams who will probably compete. All the six will compete for the first place, the whole division. Like, I think it'll be a really tight race. Uh, our last four game of exhibition game were all 2-1, 3-2 games, and I think there'll be a lot of them this year. Like, I think it'll be exciting for the fans. Is there a question mark in your mind about something uh, about your team that you're still waiting to see uh, if uh, if it comes together in this one particular area? Yeah, we do. You know, like, we have a couple of second-year players that we expect big things from them that didn't do it last year yet because they were rookies. Like, right. we still have a few uh, uh, interrogation points, but in general, we're pretty pleased with what we're having. Well, excellent. I really appreciate you joining us today, uh, Mr. Charbonneau, and uh, best of luck to you and to the Phoenix this year. Okay, thank you very much, sir. You bet. That was Patrick Charbonneau, uh, the general manager of the Sherbrooke Phoenix, um, who, yeah, as you mentioned, and kind of stands to reason, you know, the the first year, as he put it, was a big welcome back party from the fans. Uh, They made the playoffs that year. Keep in mind there's 18 teams and 16 of them make the playoffs in the queue. Uh, last year, though, they did not make the playoffs. They finished dead last. Um, so, as you would expect, fan interest kind of dwindled a little bit. And uh, I think it is a key year uh, for the Phoenix to get back into the playoffs and uh, to keep their fans uh, happy. So, we'll be interested to see how the Phoenix uh, uh, look this year. On the ice, they look great. Great uniforms. Um, that the, They were pretty sharp. If you haven't checked them out, uh, you can do that online. Uh, and Daniel Odette, what a terrific player. Uh, undersized, but uh, a lot of skill and was a, uh, a draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens. His father, Donald Adet, a former uh, Montreal Canadian, Buffalo Sabre. Somebody else in there too? I can't remember. Um, but uh, he actually scouts for the Montreal Canadiens. Not a big surprise that uh, the Habs ended up uh, drafting his son. But it uh, should be an interesting season uh, for the uh, Sherbrooke Phoenix. Uh, and he also heard his thoughts on the Memorial Cup. Kind of a traditionalist, uh, although he hasn't, uh, as he said, had a lot of time to think about it yet. But kind of what we talked about, Taylor, it's it's a big change, and usually the reaction to a big change right away is uh, hesitant. Um, But Mm -hmm. maybe we all kind of warm up to it as a discussion gets going. I'm not sure. I think because there's so many question marks, you're not sure if if 
you know, once a uh, a concrete plan is in place, I think, like you're right, people will warm up to it. Got to flesh it all out. And uh, all right, well, we've got a lot of comments into the Marks and Home inbox about the Memorial Cup uh, format change, or at least the uh, possibility of a change. Uh, Paul has uh, voiced this. Uh, he says, I understand there are sponsors, but not everything needs to be about money. Want more people to watch the Memorial Cup? Focus uh, a little more during the regular season. Create some excitement around the best pre-NHL league in the world. Uh, he said his thoughts really depend on how they determine the 16 entrants. Um, and he goes on to say, I'm going to say I'm not a fan generally of the uh, the potential change. So, But we want to hear from you, so hit us up in the Marks and Home inbox uh, with your thoughts. 10-12-60 with a text or at TPS underscore Guy on Twitter. That's to the Marks and Home inbox. Imagine yourself in a Marks and Home. Experience the difference. Nine communities in Edmonton. To find them in their beautiful show homes, visit them online at marksandhomes.com. When we come back, we have an award winner, a Pipey Award winner, who uh, comes back to the Pipeline show. He's the guy who won the top agitator award. That, of course, Brendan Leipzig, former member of the Portland Winterhawks. He uh, joins us next here on the Pipeline show. This is TSN 1260. Hey, it's uh, Shay Theodore from the Seattle Thunderbirds. Hey, it's Tyson Bailey of the Corner Rockets. Hey, it's Josh Winquist of the Everett Silvertips. Hey, this is Nick Matan from the Portland Winterhawks. Derek Comrie from the Tri-City Americans. Hey, it's Brandon McGee from the Victoria Royals. You're listening to the Pipeline Show. Your chance to qualify for the million-dollar live drive is coming up in 15 minutes. Only on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. TSN 1260 and the Canadian Brewhouse are giving you your NFL fix this season. Hey, it's Dustin Nielsen. Join me at the Southside Brewhouse for Monday Night Football. It's the Giants versus the Lions and your chance to win a full-size NFL helmet. And enter to win one of two grand prize trips for two on the Bud Plain to watch Super Bowl 49 live in Arizona. NFL football lives at the Canadian Brewhouse. From Edmonton sports leader, TSN 1260. You need tough gear for tough jobs. Darcy knows it's important to be seen, especially on the job site. So he makes sure job site workwear has the largest selection of high-vis gear in Canada. Everything from jackets, hoodies, and tees to high-tech pro vents because you need the right fit for the right job. Get your gear at job site workwear. Performance Paving Services, getting the job done with quality on time at a competitive price while focusing on building strong client relationships. Performance Paving Services provides a wide range of services including asphalt, concrete, and landscape construction for residential, commercial, and industrial properties. The 2014 construction season promises to be a busy one, so call us today for your free quote at 780-490-PAVE. That's 490-7283. Or find us online at performancepaving.com. Now that's performance. Hi, my name is Alphonse Pilon, and my passion is building homes. In 2009, I founded Marks and Homes because I knew that building a home should be an enjoyable and unique experience. I want your experience with Marks and Homes to be exceptional, so we're with you all the way. And at the end, when you walk through the front door of your new house, we'll be there to shake your hand and say, welcome home. I'm the president and CEO, and providing you with a well-built home you'll be proud of is the most important part of my job. Discover where we're at and what we're all about at MarksandHomes.com. What's this new network setup you've been bragging about? Well, I have a VPS hosting plan on a Linux CentOS server with unlimited SQL servers and enough bandwidth to support all the calm traffic of the entire Starship Alliance. Wow. Just call DLM Consulting. They'll hook you up. Suffering from tech envy? You need DLM's experienced IT professionals, providing you with analysis, design, training, and the support you require to set up and maintain your network, develop a custom application, or establish a professional website. DLM Consulting. Click dlm.ca. Quick, picture your ideal retirement, seeing the world, spending quality time with your family, financial security, and years of hard work finally paying off. Now, picture how you'll get there. To help fill in the spaces between where you are and where you'd like to be, turn to Brent Bullis, investment advisor with Hollis Wealth, member of CIPF and host of the investment show Sunday mornings at 10.30 on TSN 1260. Building on your wealth, planning for your family, or preparing for retirement, Brent Bullis offers financial advice to get you where you want to be. Call 944-2700. That's 944-2700. Calgary. Calgary is the worst. Some people say it's pretty good. 
but in actuality, it's the worst. I have a cousin in Calgary, and he's the worst. The only good thing in Calgary is the Calgary Bypass Route to Banff. Calgary is the worst. Eskimos, Stampeders, today. Support your Eskimos. Tickets at the gate or at Ticketmaster starting at 3250. You had a project of raising a child. 15 years later, he has his own project to be the drummer for the Flying Zombies. So now you have a new project, finishing your basement so your Flying Zombie can fly at a safe distance from your ears. Great timing. Because this Thursday to Sunday at Rona, buy one box of selected laminate flooring and get the second at 50% off. And our experts can even install it for you. 50% off your second box of laminate flooring at all Rona and former Totem stores. So what's your next project? Certain conditions apply. Happy 50th in Canada, Toyota. That's right. We're celebrating Toyota's 50 years in Canada with some incredible deals. So if you're waiting for a great deal on a Toyota, don't wait any longer. Let's start with the Toyota Corolla, a rebate of $1,000. The Camry, up to $3,200. The class-leading Tacoma, $1,500. The RAV4, the legendary RAV4, that is, saved two grand. The Toyota Venza, up to $4,000. And wait for it. Wait for it. The Toyota Tundra, $7,000 rebate. Wow, those are some great incentives, but don't wait. They're selling very fast. Oh, and don't forget this. One, the Sherwood Park Toyota Financial Services Department can get you approved regardless of credit. Two, having one of the largest volume used car departments in the area, we need trades and we will pay more for your trade. Three, we're just off the freeway so you can get to us from anywhere in no time at all. And four, we're open this Sunday for your convenience. Sherwood Park. Park Toyota. Life is full of choices. Let us be yours. You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Dean Millard and Guy Flaming on Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Love that album, 5150 by Van Halen. I think it's my favorite Van Halen album, which there'll be some people out there, uh, big David Lee Roth fans, who think that's sacrilegious to say. My favorite Van Halen album. I also like 1984, which was David Lee Roth. But All right, uh, enough about music. Uh, our next guest is a uh, former member of the Portland Winterhawks who's turning pro this year with the Nashville Predators, uh, and he's a... Uh, 2014 Pipey Award winner, <laughs> which we kind of joke about, but uh, he was also written up uh, recently in uh, the Hockey News, where they actually quoted the uh, mention that he's a Pipey Award winner, uh, which is a little fun as well. So we're going to have some fun with uh, with our next guest. Uh, uh, Brendan Leipzig is going to join us momentarily. He's known as, according to the uh, Hockey News article, as the most annoying junior player in the world, uh, and for reasons like this. And it's now a four-on-three power play for Portland as Leipzig will head to the penalty box for two minutes. Oh, I see exactly why Leipzig got the unsportsmanlike conduct. He picked up Peyton Lee's water bottle and he took a drink. All right, so we're joined now by uh, Brennan Leipzig. How are you today, Brennan? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, appreciate you uh, coming on the show once again. Uh, tell me about what your summer has been like uh, since things wrapped up in the WHL playoffs. Uh, I imagine you went out to Nashville and had prospect camp, but I, I know you've done some other things too. Busy summer? Uh, yeah, it's been nice. Um, obviously, um, with the long season again, going to the finals against Edmonton. Um, you know, it was another long uh, playoff run into the uh, spring, but um, since I started my junior career, I think this has been my longest summer. Um, uh, not having to go to Portland uh, training camp there, and then the past couple of years I've been going to World Juniors, so mm-hmm. I think I've uh, had about five extra weeks of training um, this summer compared to last. So um, you know, it's been nice to be in the gym a little bit more than you know in the summers past. But um, you know, went on a vacation with my family, and then obviously went to uh, the National Development Camp for a week. So um, you know, it's been a longer but another short summer for sure. Well, when you have a, a longer summer, it gives you more time to train. As you mentioned, do you also get to take a little bit more time off than you have in previous years? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, still with development camp uh, creeping right around the corner when the season's done, you, 
you only have so much time that you can take off. So I took off about two weeks and then um, <laughs> it was kind of right back in the gym trying to get, you know, back into shape for that. Um, obviously, you're not going to be in um, game shape or uh, your timing or anything on the ice is going to be up to par. But, you know, just kind of being in shape for the, uh, you know, the fitness testing and um, body fat and all that kind of stuff that they um, yeah. they like to use. Well, two about uh, in the summer camps. Two weeks off doesn't sound like very much break, but uh, I guess it's something that you love to do anyway. So, um, tell me about your focus when you go to to prospect camp this summer compared to previous years, where you know you're a pro this coming year and it, it's you're not going back to Portland. Does it change anything? Um, a little bit. Um, obviously, this that was my third uh, development camp, so. I'm kind of one of the more veteran rookies, I guess you could say, at the camp, so I know what to expect a little bit more. But um, obviously going into my knowing it's, it's going to be a pro year for me, uh, my first year with the organization, um, you know, everything's kind of magnified a lot more. The, um, you know, expectations are a lot higher. And um, obviously with the new coach coming in, um, he doesn't know anybody really in the organization. So trying to leave a good impression on and off the ice uh, was important as well. Brendan Leipzig of the Nashville Predators joining us here on the Pipeline Show. That might still sound a little bit weird to say, but uh, it's got to be an exciting time for you as well, uh, just looking ahead to this coming year. Um, tell me about the, uh, the way your training has uh, kind of evolved over the last few years. I imagine as you get bigger and stronger and, and your body matures, that the off-ice stuff that you have to do is different each summer. Is it? Is that the case? Uh, a little bit, not so much. Obviously, um, as you're getting, as you go from 16 to 17 and stuff like that, you're you're still young. And then once you get to the age I am now, obviously, like you said, your body matures a little bit, and you start putting on a little more weight and start leaning out a little bit. But um, you know, my training mostly is you know focused on um, getting more explosive and, and stronger. Um, you know, playing against guys like in training camp, like Shea Weber and stuff like that. Um, you're gonna have to have a strong, um, you know center of gravity, lower body strength and um just being explosive too. You know, you can't be you can't be ever quick enough in in today's game with uh how everybody's trying to play like the Portland Winterhawks did last year. I know a lot of teams uh like to play that fast paced game so um you know being quick and explosive like I am you can never really get well, you never get fast enough. Well, you're certainly a speedy and quick and agile, that's for sure. Uh, listed at 5'10 and about 180 pounds. Um, so a little bit undersized for those uh, for fans who are listeners who might not have been a, had a chance to see you play. But um, when it comes to strength, is it lower body for you more important because you're a shorter guy? Or is it just as important to have upper body strength as well? Is, is there a difference for a guy of your size? Um, yeah, I think they're both important, but it's good to have a balance, obviously. Um, you know, uh, the, the guys I work out with um, in the summer, a couple of guys from Dallas, Cody Eakin and Ryan Garbutt, um, you know, those guys do a lot of lower body strength too. Um, a guy like Cody Eakin is not that big, but, um, you know, he plays a kind of a checking role like that. Um, you know, he's a pretty strong guy like that, but, um, you know, we, we balance it out well enough and, um, you know, the summer's been going pretty well. Brennan, what are your expectations for this fall when you get to Nashville camp, uh, main camp? Um, do you see the potential of, of playing in the NHL this year, or is it dangerous to kind of, I mean, you have to go in confident and believe in yourself, but is it almost uh, dangerous to have expectations that for some people might not be realistic, and, and, and should you be more focused on having a, uh, an American League start this year and kind of working from there? How do you view it? Um, well, obviously this year it's a bit of a different situation. Um, you know, it's a coach, a head coach who doesn't know much about me. So this year I'm just going to go in and, um, you know, work my hardest and compete in training camp and, um, do what makes me successful. But, um, Nashville kind of has a little, uh, their MO kind of when you start out there is, you know, the road to Nashville goes through Milwaukee. So, um, there's a lot of guys, even, you know, Shea Weber and, um, previously like Ryan Suter, a lot of guys who have, you know, played a year, played a year or two in Milwaukee before they've, um, you know, gotten their shot in the, in uh, with the big club. But, um, you know, just going up there and seeing how long you can stick around, kind of thing, day by day, and um, just competing out there, and you never know what happens. Most guys, uh, I mean, you were drafted back in 2012. Most guys would have had probably a little bit of a sniff of what the AHL is like by now because they they joined their that uh, the NHL team that drafted them, their farm team for the playoffs, and it kind of get an experience of uh, what it's all about for you because you're with the Portland Winterhawks the last four years and have been to the WHL finals. 
this will be all new for you. Have you even been to Milwaukee and uh, seen what it's like there at all? No, I have not <laughs> been to Milwaukee at all, but um, I do know that it's only about 800 miles away, so it's about half the distance to uh, from Winnipeg to uh, Portland, so um, that's something I'm uh, looking forward to. Brandon Leipzig uh, of the Nashville Predators joining us here on the Pipeline Show. Former member of the Portland Winterhawks, maybe we can look back a little bit uh, now uh, and four years uh, of WHL hockey in your uh, back pocket and uh, four trips to the to the WHL finals, uh, which is remarkable. You don't know what losing is like, uh, really, and because you've had so much uh, success. Uh, when you look back at your your port- your days in Portland, what stands out the most to you? Um, obviously, all the championships and conference championships that we've won. Um, stick out right there for sure, but uh, um, I think all the friendships and all the all the memories that uh, I think we made going along there. Um, you know, some of the, my some of the guys that I'm closest with now are guys that I played with in Portland, and um, you know, a couple of me and my buddies were joking like, um, you know, if we could just go back for just one more year, you know, those junior days are the best years of your life uh, that I've had. So um, they're definitely memories that I'll cherish, and um, you know, winning a WHL championship. With a lot of my closest buddies, I know today, you know, Taylor, Nick Patan, those guys, Brennan Burke are all still close, some of my closest buddies and keep in contact with them all the time. So, um, and even going to the Memorial Cup, but coming up a little bit short, those uh, those are memories that uh, you'll have with you for uh, the rest of your life. Uh, yourself as a player, uh, as a junior player, can you be that type of player at the next level? And I'm not just talking about the agitator style, uh, which we'll get to in a second, but you know, uh, you like to dangle with the puck. You got that. You get across the blue line. You kind of uh, do a little button hook and you flip the puck back backhand. Your backhand passing is remarkable, by the way. Uh, is that? Uh, can you play that style at the next level? Do you have to? Do you have to find a way to make that work? Um, well, obviously, going to the next level, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve. Everybody's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, a lot faster, and obviously smarter. But um, I think it's kind of going back to when I started in junior. Um, you know, I, I wasn't the most skilled player when I when I came into the league, but um, as I got older, I got put in more of an offensive role. So, um, you know, hopefully, the, if I get an opportunity in an offensive role, I feel like I'm I'm capable of making those plays under pressure and stuff like that. Um, you know, the way Mike Johnson played, I think it's you know just the way um, you know I it's the way I can succeed. So, um, I think the Nashville organization realizes that and. Um, you know, if I get a chance in Milwaukee, uh, hopefully to get put maybe in a top six role or something like that, somewhere I can see to, um, you know, I just want to take full advantage of that opportunity for sure. 211 points in your last two seasons uh, with the Portland Winterhawks, which is remarkable. You're you're definitely an offensive guy, yet it might not be what you're best known for in the sense, you know, obviously we joked about it here on our show, you won the top agitator award, uh, and uh, the, the hockey news picked up on that as well. You're known as that pain in the ass, get under the uh, opposition skin kind of guy, and you excel at that role. Is it something you just you really like to play that way? Yeah, it's just kind of the way I always played growing up. Um, you know, I played football when I was younger. I liked playing physical. Obviously, coming into the Western League as a 16-year-old with a stacked team with, you know, um, Johansson and Niederreiter, um, you know, it was the only way I could really kind of get minutes on that third, fourth line was just being an in-your-face guy, kind of trying to swing the momentum, so. As I got older and I got put in more of an offensive situation, um, I don't really think any that part of the game really ever leaves you. Um, you know, that's that's kind of how I stay in the game. You know, if, you know, some guys who are strictly offensive players, um, you know, they're not in the game because they're not they don't have the puck on their stick or um, you know they're not getting shots on that. So another way I can kind of you know engage myself in the game is by you know getting in the hit or getting in a bit of a scrum or um, stirring up the pot like that, but. Um, definitely, I think I'm an offensive guy first, but um, obviously, uh, I'm a bit of an agitator as well. A bit of an agitator. You won that award by a landslide with all the f- uh, fan voting that we took, um, so everybody kind of recognized uh, that you excel at that role. And I, I look at you as a guy like uh, you know Brad Marchand or Brendan Gallagher as guys in the NHL who kind of play that role and did that as a junior player as well. Do you look at those guys and say, that's basically what I'm going to try to do? Yeah, absolutely. Those are for sure role models that uh, I can look up to and, you know, see how much success they're having in the NHL. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. When I was 16 and 17, being that agitator, I was 
always going after Brendan Gallagher and trying to get under his skin and stuff like that. Um, now trying to see what he's doing in Montreal and having all that success. Um, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he plays pretty big. And, you know, I don't think he ever leaves uh, blue paint when the puck's in the offensive zone. So, um, you know, seeing guys have success like that, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, could – uh, you know, give me some confidence that you know it might work out in the long run. Last question for you, Brendan. Uh, you are a guy who, as we just talked about, loved to get under the skin of the opposition. Who got under your skin? Who used to drive you crazy in your WHL days? Uh, one guy. Uh, this is tough. Um, oh, geez. Um, maybe, maybe Jesse Forsberg. Okay. Uh, back in the day, in our, in our Seattle days. Uh, there's one more guy that would always get under my skin. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, that'd have to be one. Maybe Darren Kramer back when I was 17. Uh, we me, and go at it pre- me and him used to go at it pretty good. But, um, you know, they're all friendly battles too, but um, it was a lot of fun. Great stuff, Brennan. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, and best of luck this coming year with Nashville. Thanks. My pleasure. 2014 Pipey Award winner for Top Agitator. That's Brendan Leipzig, a former member of the Portland Winterhawks, now a member with the Nashville Predators. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we will uh, change gears a little bit. There's a new team in the USHL, the Madison Capitals in Madison, Wisconsin. We'll talk to their play-by-play voice. Imagine there's some excitement around uh, that franchise right now as the that league gets ready to take off here in the next few weeks as well. So we'll talk to Ryan Smith, the voice of the Madison Capitals, when we come back. This is the Pipeline Show on TSN 1260. Hi, it's Ryan Matho with the Indiana Ice. And the Indiana Ice are the Clark Cup champions! The Indiana Ice will skate the cup in Waterloo! This is the Pipeline Show. right now at triple four twelve sixty has a chance to get in on the million dollar live drive at the ranch golfing country club brought to you by crystal glass and edmonton sports leader tsn 1260 it's a great time of year for sports fans the nfl is kicking off college balls underway nhl training camps have started baseball is showing signs of who will arrive in the postseason and the nba is getting set for what's looking like another great season so this week we ask you what sport do you look forward to the most? And we'll also discuss what the pros do to prepare for their seasons and what you should be thinking about if you're getting ready to play yourself. So tune in. We're Crush Performance, Wednesdays at 7, Saturdays at 4, right here on TSN 1260. Linex protective coatings use the highest quality and most reliable materials available. Rated number one in customer satisfaction with more than 2 million trucks protected. Linex spray-on bed liners won't tear or rip like softer spray-on liners, and it won't trap moisture like most plastic drop-in liners. Linex was the first to develop a bomb blast coating tested by the Army and Air Force. You know you get top quality. You want protection for your vehicle. You'll get it with Linex. Two Edmonton locations. Get more info at linex.ca. Calgary won the first two battles, but the war is far from over. As the Stamps head to Commonwealth to take on the Eskies, the CFL on TSN. Tonight at 5. Up next is Dave. Now this guy exploded into the professional golf scene out of nowhere. That's right, he says he attributes all of his success to the Millwoods Golf Course. Oh, and a beautiful shot. Too bad this is all in his head. All in his head. All in his head. Dave, are you going to take your shot or what? Play like a pro at Millwoods Golf Course. Enjoy the most attractive public course with 18 holes, practice facilities, and a driving range. To book a tee time, visit millwoodsgolfcourse.com. What's coming down the pipe? The next wave of superstars ready to burst on the scene. Thepipelineshow.com. The latest junior and college hockey stories. Thepipelineshow.com. See the upcoming guests. And if you missed a show, no problem. The Pipeline Show has a crazy deep online audio archive. Thepipelineshow.com. Vote on the poll. Follow us on Twitter. And check out our blog. When you want the biggest and best from junior, college, or minor pro, there's only one place to go. Thepipelineshow.com. 
Summer's wrapping up and you may have spent the last few months struggling with the heat. Well, it's time to do something about it. I'm Guy Flaming from the Pipeline Show and as a big guy, I know that summer can be hard without that beach body. But after joining the U8 Loss program, I lost 50 pounds and it was the best summer I've had in years. Check out U8 Loss. Do it for your kids. Do it for your spouse. Do it for you. Visit the locations in St. Albert and Grand Prairie or on Gateway Boulevard. Mention the Pipeline Show or TSN 1260 and get the first eight weeks free. Now, what do you have to lose? The following is someone describing the taste of Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. Mmm, very smooth. And now that same person describing it literally in the dark. I've entered darkness. The dusky resplendence promulgates its nascent glory upon my yearning palate. The dark roast is spirited in taste, yet composed. All hail to darkness! Tim Horton's new dark roast coffee. A brand new